Oh yeah, another thing real quick. Um, thanks to all the supporters of the show, I'm upgrading kind of the setup of the show. Like, as many know, there's the audio version of the podcast. It's live on X every week, so every Wednesday, which is today, and it's live on X, which is right now. Um, but also a big piece of feedback I've got from listeners is, hey, we love the video content um, and we love short form video content. So doing a bit of a new setup here. And again, it's only possible because of contributors to the show, contributions, tips in HBAR. Um, so I've got, you know, some new camera equipment and stuff like that. You can see the video version of the show on YouTube. Um, and I think that there are rumors out there that Twitter spaces is going to add like video components soon. So it's been crazy. It's, it's well over two years of the show, <clears throat> well over a hundred episodes and continues evolving. It's been an audio only show for a long time. Started on clubhouse, um, moved to Twitter spaces, then was made available on all major podcast platforms because not everyone could listen to the show live. So we wanted to provide a recorded version. And then now we're, you know, exploring video. So I'm really excited about it, but lots to talk about. Very excited for this show. Um, and uh, without further ado, let's get into it. I'm going to get a bevy going. Let's go. Listening to the Hashgraph Enthusiast Show. Hosted by Brandon Davenport, aka It's Brandon D. It's meme coin season. There's this whole new market that I think is opening up. Everyone's like, it's the HTS market. Very, very interesting stuff. And uh, I'm very excited to have um, to have Warlock Enki, creator of Grelf, on the show today to talk about what's going on. Um, he's got a very obviously unique perspective. I've known him for a long time, um, and I think right now it's you know it's about sharing perspectives on everything. I think that you know these meme tokens, these meme coins, and Hedera. Very contentious topic, you know. Um, so I'm I'm excited to chat it through, and and uh, there's a lot of responses that people left me um, on X, just in regards to you know their thoughts on meme coins, what could they bring to the ecosystem, the upsides, the downsides, um, and just some good takes. I'd say in general, really good takes. Um, but again. Uh, what it comes down to. I'm going to check. This is the other thing too. I've got, as I was saying, we're doing a video version of the show. I've got all new audio gear now. I've got new video gear and there's so much more, um, now that I have to, uh, you know, that I have to account for in my, uh, system here in my setup. 
Do I have the right stuff set? I guess we'll find out. It's working well so far. Um, and shout out to everyone um, tuning in. This is episode 109 of the Hashgraph Enthusiast Show. We're talking about meme coins. I titled it, Can You Handle the Meme? I don't know if everyone's going to be able to, right? I don't know if everyone's going to be able to handle the meme. But those that do are in for a very interesting ride. And this is a weekly news and interview show. It's all about Hashgraph, HBAR, Hedera, um, and the extended universes. Um, and we've got a lot of interesting stuff to talk about. I gave a quick little rundown before we started the show. But again, huge shout out everyone subscribing on you know YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, listening on Twitter, or sorry, X. Um, really appreciate it. I mean, people leave reviews for the podcasts. I will say it, we're at a 4.6 stars out of five on Spotify. Let's pump those numbers up. Those are rookie numbers. And all the info about the show can be found at hashgraph.news. Um, I know in the intro song, it still says, you know, it's brandond.com slash hbar. That still works, but we got a new fancy domain name, hashgraph.news. I got to update the intro music. <laughs> I keep listening to it. And I'm like, oh yeah, I got to change. I call those two Hedera Howie and H Barbara, those two uh, robot voices in the intro. Um, and if you're listening live right now, share the spaces, the more the merrier. Let's get some folks in here. Like I said, we're going to have um, Warlock and Key on the show to talk about meme coins, all that good stuff. Um, so let's just quickly dive into some popular headlines right now, just because um, I think that as things get exciting in Hedera and as the, the amount of news and information increases, you know, it's always important to kind of stay up to date on what's happening in crypto in general. So some quick headlines from the crypto space. Uh, the SEC postpones decision on Fidelity's Ethereum ETF. So the Secu uh, U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission has delayed its decision on Fidelity Investments proposed Ethereum exchange traded fund until March 5th, which is quite a while away. Um, the move will give the SEC more time to review so there's that. Also, Bitcoin ETFs surpass silver in assets under management. So, you know, think about that. When we look at silver and we look at all those different financial products regarding silver, right? Uh, the Bitcoin ETFs have surpassed silver ETFs in terms of assets under management, becoming the second largest ETF after gold, right? The total assets under management for Bitcoin ETFs now stand at $3.8 billion, um, which is huge. Um, also, there's a spot Bitcoin ETF planned for Hong Kong. VSFG, a Hong Kong-based asset management firm, plans to introduce a spot Bitcoin ETF. So that should be very interesting. Um, it's also been funny seeing JP Morgan with the, you know these big financial institutions, these, these big heavy hitters in the space that are doing things like launching ETFs and doing these financial products and different things. Um, JP Morgan's take, like separated from the pack a little bit, and really being bearish on crypto in general, mostly Bitcoin. The CEO recently, Jamie Dimon, uh, called Bitcoin a pet rock. They've also downgraded their Coinbase stock to underweight um, amidst failing 
crypto prices. Again, those are the headlines. I don't know what people make of them, but it's very clear that, you know, <laughs> JP Morgan is kind of a, an outlier. It's funny because BlackRock's CEO um, recently said, uh, Larry Fink, he recently said that Bitcoin will protect people as an investment. So it's, it's really interesting to see um, how much distance right now, how much um, the, the polarity that, that, crypto causes in the traditional finance market right at the top. It's very, very interesting. Um, also too, the Ethereum ETF may arrive sooner than expected. You know, we saw the headlines that we're, it's going to be until March. That's specifically for fidelities, but um, an ETF. Uh, uh, yeah. So there, I've seen a bunch of headlines about, you know, that may arrive a little bit sooner than expected. Um, and as we've seen too, the Bitcoin um, price, you know, the, the price of Bitcoin, let me load up the charts here. We've dipped under 40K um, for Bitcoin. And uh, I love how the, I love how CoinMarketCap has a countdown to the halvening. I think that's fantastic. Uh, oops, wrong chart. Yeah, we're still, have we, have we, yeah, we're, we're just above 40K now. So we're really hovering on those points. And, you know, as we know, the majority of the, um, the crypto markets, right? The majority of the entire ecosystem really follows Bitcoin. Um, you can look at altcoins like HBAR, but then also like Ethereum, Algorand, Cardano, all that kind of stuff. They follow Bitcoin. So um, for all sorts of different factors, Bitcoin is, I guess, you know, we could, you could call it consolidating. You could call it finding support. You could call it retracing. You could call it a correction, whatever you want to call it. It is what it is. Um, but that brings us to like a whole other end of the spectrum, which is Hedera and the DeFi ecosystem inside of Hedera. That's the theme of the episode today. And really, you know, when you look at it, we've had a few different waves in Hedera. If we go back in time, you know, years ago, there was the introduction of the Hedera token service. And I want to give everyone a quick refresh. Just, you know, we'll, we'll switch to another story just, and we'll get into meme coins once we've got um, Warlock and Key uh, on the show. Actually, real quick, you know what I'll do? I'll uh, shoot him a quick DM and be like, we're live, see you soon. Because uh, I know he has a, a meeting. So we'll see what's going on. Um, but... When we, when we look back and we go back in time um, in the Hedera ecosystem, there, there wasn't the Hedera token service originally, right? Hedera, the network, the only token available on Hedera um, early on was HBAR, right? And there wasn't really the ability to create a token, right? like many of the tokens we see and you could look at any of the meme coins or you could also look at stuff like Dovu or Jam or Sauce or like whatever it might be. Um, and so that was a really interesting time because there wasn't the ability to create a token on the Hedera network. And that includes NFTs. And then as time rolled on, Hedera launched the token service. And what that meant was people could then create tokens and they could create NFTs. And that kind of sparked an interesting moment in time again, because sure we could create tokens, right? But 
we didn't have a DeFi ecosystem, right? We didn't have a decentralized exchange. We didn't have an easy way to um, trade those tokens amongst each other. And also too, there wasn't an NFT uh, marketplace or anything like that. If people remember years ago in the ecosystem, if you wanted to, for example, trade NFTs or if you wanted to trade tokens, you'd literally have to do, you know, DM someone on Discord or, or Twitter, do a manual trade, right? Trusting that person. Um, or there were products launched by, you know, Hashpack, like Secure Trade, that allowed you to do those like atomic transfers for different assets, like for NFTs and different things like that. So looking at the ecosystem from that respect, you know, not a lot going on. But we we did experience a huge bull market. HBAR went up, right, to, you know, 40, 50, 60 cents, depending on where you're at. Canadian dollars, you know, 60, 70 cents. American, you know, 40, 50 cents. But it was a huge ride up with not a whole lot going on. And then you look at Hedera right now, we've got DEXs, right? We've got those exchanges. We've got NFT marketplaces. We've got a plethora of coins and tokens, both meme coins and and other things. And then also for different projects or utilities. Um, And then we've got, you know, a, a thriving NFT ecosystem with marketplaces. And we've got all these different things going on. So Hedera really is kind of like a different beast now. And when you think about it, you kind of pull back and you look at the crypto space as a whole. There's so many different, um, there's so many different um, catalysts happening right now to bring forth, you know, what people call, you know, the bull market, as we know it. And you look at where Hedera is, and you also read the other headlines from, like the enterprise side. Um, from the foundation side, and and you can definitely see so many different promising things happening. But I think what it boils down to for me is, um, you know, are you know meme co- like what what role are meme coins going to play? What role is this kind of like HTS um, market going to play in the growth of Hedera in this bull market? I mean, on the surface, you look at a Dex on Hedera, and it's like, wow, it's so much faster, it's so much cheaper. Um, it's a better, you know, if we're speaking in, in DJ in terms, it's a better casino. It's fast. The dopamine hits are, you know, really, really hit hard. So I, I mean, there's a very powerful, compelling case to be made for retail that want to gamble, you know? Um, and then on the enterprise side, you know, we've talked about those value propositions. Hedera is just a very performant network. Um, and sure, there are still things we need for the DeFi ecosystem, right? Like we need retail oracles, we need borrowing and lending, we need all sorts of different things. So we're at a really interesting time right now. And I think the HTS market, right, the Hedera token service market of these assets minted natively to Hedera that share all the same benefits of HBAR natively, um, you know, it's there's this whole new market forming. And I think, you know, I'm seeing the hashtag HTS used a lot. I think that it's going to be very interesting to see how people view this as a little market on its own. It's very interesting. Um, before we go on to, because I want to loop back to meme coins once we get Warlock and Key on the show. Um, but I wanted to take a look at this tweet from uh, Brady, uh, who shout out Brady has been at Hedera for a long, long time um, in communications and marketing a legend in the ecosystem. Brady is since, you know, uh, left Hedera, he's moving on to new things. I think that I, we've seen this in the past where, 
um, you know, people from Hedera, people from Swirls, people from the foundation, the association will branch off um, and do new things, make, you know, make new projects, uh, start new startups, join other companies. I think it's a really healthy thing. I'm seeing a lot of it um, recently in the Hedera ecosystem. So if we want to talk about, you know, confluence for a potential bull market, it's very, very uh, exciting to see so many people shifting and moving around. It's a, you know, getting their energy in the right place. But anyways, Brady says, quote, I've always viewed meme coins as a symptom of success of a network rather than a path for the network to become successful. It inevitably happens when a network's DeFi ecosystem reaches a greater state of awareness. The meme coin craze on Hedera really highlights this. Now, he posted this two days ago. Seems to hold true that there is definitely um, excitement around meme coins on Hedera. So for me, um, you know, I look at that. I, I think that that's a generally a pretty good take. Um, but I think you can definitely start splitting hairs and kind of saying, well, I don't know entirely if it's the case that um, meme coins don't directly contribute to the network success or that they are solely a symptom of the network success. Um, we've heard about people coming into the Hedera ecosystem because of, you know, checking out a meme coin, right? We've got these fiat on-ramps and hash pack and other wallets that allow people to just take their money from their bank and buy, you know, a meme coin or, you know, other tokens on Hedera. So it's a very interesting thing. It's a good point. I'm interested to ask Warlock about it, but, um, you know, I don't think it's a bad take. I mean, Brady's famous for crazy takes on X, especially on Web3. So I think a big dub on that one. Now, I want to kind of shift gears to a, to a, an exciting um, conversation. Like I said, um, we'll get back to meme coin stuff soon, but this is a big one, folks. This, uh, this is a really big one for me. This involves AI. Um, this involves Hedera. Um, this involves so many different things. And I'm excited about it for, for a few reasons. And I think the first reason I'm excited about it is obviously um, the, the people involved, most interestingly, Hugging Face, um, that is kind of the epicenter for open source AI development, um, is a very compelling brand to have attached to a use case, which is really exciting. And also, too, the fact that, you know, the inventor of the Hashgraph algorithm, Lehman Baird, um, started his career in machine learning. He's got a very deep background in AI. Um, and furthermore, it's been a big, big talking point, both um, high level in crypto and then also, um, you know, in the Hedera ecosystem about the intersection between AI and, um, you know, DLT. And where that conversation inevitably leads is like, okay, so we've got all these AIs out there that are making all these decisions, all this information coming in. How do we know for sure um, the kind of the lineage, the provenance of these decisions, right? Like what did the AI decide or what did the AI output? And like, when was that done? Can you trace it back? Can you authenticate this information? And that's been a big challenge. Um, I want to play a video for you. This was posted to um, the Hedera subreddit um who you know admittedly is not a massive fan of meme coins 
but are, it turns out, big fans of, of AI and how it intersects with DLT. This is a presentation from Equity Lab CEO, co-founder Jonathan Doten, um, giving a demonstration of this AI data integrity suite. And at a high level, Equity Lab is a company. What I'll do is quickly, is I'll just load up their website here uh, for folks watching this. Um, so on their website, and by the way, a very cool website, Warlock, I see you tuning in now. Shout out. We'll, I'll bring you up uh, just shortly after this story. Um, but basically, this is about AI integrity. They're leveraging Hedera. They're, they're offering this product called AI Integrity Fabric. Um, they've got what's called a lineage explorer. So they're going to be able to you know, look back on the actions of an AI. They've got a governance studio. They've got an, attribu- uh, an attribution ledger. Um, they've got all these different things. Um, so what I want to do is this is this is like a, a five minute video. I want to play it for you guys because I was trying to figure out. I was taking notes on this. I was reading through the different press releases, and I was like, I was like, um, there's no way I can explain it better than kind of the presentation uh, that uh, Jonathan gives. So I'll just play this, um, and this is this is honestly something that's so exciting for me, and I think hits right at the heart of what Hedera is about. Um, and the goals of the ecosystem. So um, let me make sure my audio is set up properly and we'll, and we'll watch this together. A very quick introduction about Equity Lab is that we work to establish many of the things that were talked about in this panel. And what we want to do is to integrate machine and human processes together to understand how AI is created and then ensure that as we learn these things, they can be immutably reported. Do we do that by essentially following the principles around establishing things like observability, accountability, usability? These are the types of things that you would really expect that as you use AI systems, you would have easy access to. That we get through something I won't have time to discuss, unfortunately, but through an AI fabric. And um, I want to simplify it for everyone here is that essentially what it's doing is it's saying, as we talked about today, the importance of data for AI, is it's creating a new type of primitive um, from data, which is a form of integrity. It's a marker. And what's interesting about it is that you can determine the integrity of the data without actually seeing the data. Because once you have that marker, it's persistent. It carries. And that's, and that's a key thing here is that's what this is all about is a big theme. And, you know, Hedera and Web3 is like, you, this isn't a zero knowledge proof, but that's kind of what this is about is, can you verify something happens without actually seeing the thing? And when it comes to AI, um, that's, that's massive forward. Think of it a little bit like a fingerprint. You don't have to have the human in order to detect that the person has been there, right? That gets put into the AI fabric, and we use actually a variety of different cryptographic primitives, uh, which can include things like, if my slides were loaded. One second. His slides keep messing up. Um, things like um, ledgers, which we're talking about here today, but they also include things like credentials, which in your browser that you have, and that's how you know that, for instance, you're talking to your bank securely, um, or even at the hardware level. And that type of observability allows us to establish something like lineage, which is what we all want to talk about, or provenance, the fancier word. Okay, that's the theory you've heard about this, and the panel did such a great job at explaining it. I now want to, if my slides will go, sorry, there's always something. Just a note, if you're presenting, don't mention your slides aren't working. We talked about provenance. Let's show it to you for real. This is a model that we developed um, for COP28. It's a climate AI model that my friend Daniel Erasmus in the back was instrumental in helping create. It took 300 billion tokens that were basically high precision tokens around climate, 
And if we trained a 7 billion parameter model, and what you can see here was the instruction fine tuning that we gave to um, basically optimize the model. And in this case- That's a big model. This isn't like a tiny AI model. Like a, that, that many parameters is a big model. Fine tuned it to be basically smarter about climate. And what you can see here is that we have a variety of ways of establishing essentially all the inputs into this. And over on the right-hand side, a series of cryptographic registrations that prove immutably, hey, this is exactly what happened and we can prove that. So these types of- And that's the key piece here is, um, what he said there is really important. And for those not watching it, like go watch the video episode of this on YouTube after, because I'm, I'm kind of displaying it. But basically, it, what we're looking at is like a map of all these decision trees that have happened through the AI. So how powerful is that being able to go, okay, the AI spat this out. How did it get there? Actually being able to see that. Types of things are now getting instrumented into verification tools, and it gives you this form of trusted provenance for your AI model. What I'm excited to announce today, and um, I think this is so important because as we think about the EU Act and how it's going to be instrumented, just keep this... And right now he's got the Hugging Face logo right on the presentation. It's critical to ensuring that there are safe ways for everyone to get involved to try to eliminate bias and make these types of algorithms far more robust. And Hugging Face is the space where this is happening right now. It's the home of all um, really good open source AI. It begins there. And so what we've been able to do is take an enterprise-grade tool that we built and we instrumented it to actually get to be here, directly on Hugging Face, native integration as of this morning. And so that means that as there's now huge surge of people that are creating AI algorithms, we'll be at the point in which there's a groundswell in which you don't have to give up the integrity of your work, and you don't have to trust even a platform to do it, but instead you can have these cryptographic primitives that we've all been talking about to go and train your AI. And there it is directly in Hugging Face, and I'm very proud to say that we've been working with our friends at Hedera to natively integrate their technology directly into that. Let's so go. Is that we've anchored the integrity of what we've done with the training of the model right there on an HCS transaction, which is the Hedera consensus service. And so that means that the record of the AI- And right now he's showing hash scan, right now. It's just a transaction on hash scan verifying decisions from an AI. On hugging face. And it's governed by some of the world's largest companies to ensure that the integrity of that ledger will persist. That's the type of trust that you're able to get with a system like the Hedera Consensus Service. And in our case, that's one of the anchors that we're using in order to create trust in AI. So we're very proud of this because what we believe is that it will allow for a groundswell of easy ways to prove exactly how you trained your AI model. And by doing that, we have a final chance to understanding the bias, we have an understanding of how to. So that's that's really the, the big thing there is um, this is huge. And, and again, it, it's huge because it's, it's hugging face, right? And hugging face is again, as you know, Jonathan said is the epicenter of, you know, AI and open source AI development. So having native integration, um, <laughs> it looks like the president of Hedera just reposted something from uh, Da Vinci graph. Um, which is great. Just again, on the topic of meme, of meme coins, good to see that engagement. Um, I think Shane got, uh, for the CEO of the H bar foundation got burned a little bit on a tweet recently, but on, just to wrap up on the AI stuff, that's really it. You know what I mean? It's, 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 it's pretty big. And there's a video also too. It's, it's got no audio, but equity lab posted it's their Twitter. Uh, and I'll just kind of also display it here for anyone watching the video version, but basically, um, 
this is this is the way that AI will be leveraged for stuff like you know the medical field um, or uh, different applications that require that data provenance that require that trust to actually know exactly how the model was trained, the decisions that it came up uh, that that it came up to, and all those different things. Like this is huge, and it's crazy to know that it's running on Hedera and it's natively integrated right now. So I think that that is. Um, some big AI alpha in my opinion. And another way I think that people are going to discover Hedera um, very interestingly. And like I said too, it's like it's in, it's in Hedera's blood, right? Co-founders Lehman and Mance come from that machine learning, come from that AI background. Um, and I think that, you know, when we look at it from that perspective too, it's going to be very interesting to see like, um, you know, obviously this isn't going to be the only AI use case on Hedera, um, but it's going to be the beginning of something, I think. So pretty big stuff. But now I want to get on to the fun stuff. I want to get on to meme tokens, meme coins, Hedera DeFi. Um, quite frankly, what's been going on? Because I was offline last weekend. Uh, of all the weekends, I choose to go offline, of course. Um, woke up to a bunch of DMs on Monday. Craziness. And seems like that's continuing a little bit. And I think that it's a pretty contentious topic um, in the Hedera ecosystem, depending on kind of what circles that you're in, Um, whether you love them or hate them. I don't think you can ignore what's happening with meme coins on Hedera. And when I say meme coins, I'm talking about the goofy ones, the funny ones, the ones that, you know, are clearly meme coins and they all have different purposes. They all have different intentions. uh, But I'm excited to bring up Warlock because, you know, as the creator of Grelf, um, a meme coin on Hedera, and also as someone who's been in the ecosystem for a long time, uh, like I was saying, you know, before Hedera even had a token service, um, you know, I'm really excited to expand on a lot of the thoughts that uh, you've been sharing. Um, And, you know, a lot of the audience that listens to this show, I mean, shout out to my audience, but like, Jesus Christ, guys, you know, you can't hate on meme coins. They're, they're an important part. You could, you know, look at it like Brady said, you know, they're a symptom rather than a cause for success. You know, you could look at it that way. You could also look at it as like they're horrible, get rid of them. But I think that in the long run, and it's you, you look at crypto in general, it's like a lot of success on other L1s are built on the shoulders of meme coins. It's crazy, but it's, you know... It's kind of, it's, it's hard to dispute that. Um, Hedera is a bit of a different beast, but we'll, we'll get into it. But um, Warlock, I want to ask you right off the top, what's your initial reaction to these recent kind of big green candles in this kind of HTS market? And from what you're observing, what's the initial reaction from inside the Hedera community? I'm curious, man. Well, green candles are always good, uh, especially since we've been having quite a few uh, big old red boys these past <laughs> few years. Um, uh, as far as meme coins are concerned, uh, it's a really great indicator. And, you know, and Girl's not the only one that's doing well. Like a lot of meme coins are doing really well. A lot of new meme coins coming out are doing really well. Um, and to me, it just shows that there is a lot more. Uh, you know, maybe you can call it confidence, maybe you can call it greed, um, but there's a lot more people excited about taking uh, uh, some risk 
putting their money in something uh, which is ultimately good for the network. Uh, we want more money to be flowing through our network. We want our network to be doing something. Uh, and I, I think it's a, a strange thing when, you know, some people say like, we should just not have meme coins, uh, which, you know, I, if you don't like meme coins, I, I completely understand. Um, however, when you're talking about and championing <laughs> a very uh, decentralized technology, it seems a little... Um, strange to me to start saying, okay, let's put up restrictions on what we can and can't have on this network. Right. Uh, it just doesn't really make sense to me. They are going to exist. Uh, my perspective is, and yes, there are scam meme coins. Yes. It, the entire thing is that it does not have any inherent value utility. Um, but from my perspective, it's going to happen anyway. Uh, growth was the first one to really break out. And I, I try to make sure that I am being a good representative for Hedera. If if they are going to have, you know, a bonk equivalent, I, I want to make sure that, you know, I'm showcasing that in a good way. You know, I'm doxxed, I'm transparent. Yeah. I've been here a long time. But, you know, outside of me and what I'm doing, it's a really great indicator um, that the bull is coming, that people are like, okay, let's, let's get in here. When, when you see people... Uh, just going for meme coins, they're obviously not as scared about uh, losing large amounts of money. Mm -hmm. uh, I would never say that you should put more money than you are willing to lose into meme coins. I hope that nobody does that. Obviously, some do. Um, but assuming that most people are just kicking a few dollars in uh, that they're prepared to lose, it's a really good indicator that there's a lot more energy coming back into the ecosystem. And yeah. I think we can see that in other ways. Yeah. I think, I think that there's a common theme that's been brought up many times in the ecosystem, especially over last year um, with Hedera, you know, being the, you know, the blockchain for business or the enterprise network or the, the grownups in the room or whatever it might be. There's a lot of people that want to have fun. If you, if you have fun things to do um, generally it'll attract people's attention, they'll want to come in and partake in that fun. And a lot of fun in, in web three and crypto right now revolves around, as you said, you know, gaining and losing a lot of money and adrenaline and excitement, observing it, even participating in small ways, but being a part of it. And so it's definitely exciting, but there are upsides, there are downsides, there's fair points on both sides. I agree with you that it's kind of insane. Like you either really have to be ignorant or just insane to kind of say like there shouldn't be meme coins we should get rid of them because you're right it's, it's like a it's, this is a decentralized uh ecosystem so it's kind of weird but i'm curious with this recent spike like i would say that over the last probably five or four or five days we've seen um a really big spike in in kind of these meme coins on hedera in a way that maybe we haven't so much seen before we've seen a few kind of pop off here and there but having this kind of like um rolling growth across this little HTS market is really exciting. It, like, do we know if there was a catalyst for that or like what, what can you piece together? Like a lot of people are kind of like, well, how did this happen? Was it just kind of like happenstance and kind of organic and, and truly random or, or was there some kind of catalyst or how do you kind of reconcile that in your mind? Kind of what these last four days look like, was there any point you can look to of like, ah, that's when it kind of kicked off. 
Well, as far as these past four days, uh, the past week or so, uh, a big thing is is Hashpack's new tool where anybody can create a token very easily within a few seconds, can launch their own token, uh, or at least create it, and then they can go on SaucerSwap and launch. So as far as more meme tokens being created, it's it's... You know, there's also been a lot more rugs right. <laughs> in the right. past four days. Um, but yeah, I mean, as, as far as a big catalyst for that, like, you know, previously you would have had to have some basic amount of uh, coding or development experience. Um, uh, Galaxy had a creation tool that a lot of people used uh, that didn't require any, any coding experience. Um, so if you see like, you know, some meme tokens that don't have any keys uh, and the supplies technically... Uh, static because there's no keys, but it still says like unlimited. That's probably because they made it with the the Galaxy tool because it didn't have an option to uh, say limited supply. Gotcha. Um, so a lot of people use that. Before that came out, there's not a lot of uh, meme coins because it was a little harder to do. Uh, a lot yeah. of, <laughs> what I've noticed is a lot of people who launch meme coins are not developers. Uh, right. They're just people um which can be good and bad <laughs> uh you know i i for example not a not a developer but i you know i have developer friends who help me out um so yeah as far as past four days it's probably that helps a lot uh i know a bunch of people in the community have been like hey i mean i can just launch one right like i got some money lying around i'll put it in the lp see how it does uh some people it works out really well but again i i would caution everybody if you do want to degen into meme coins, try to at least look at some basic parameters. Number one, is it from somebody who has at least been around and, and posting, not just has an old account because you can just buy those. Yeah. Um, has been posting, like has some kind of reputation. They don't have to be docs, but some kind of reputation at risk. Uh, look at the liquidity ratio. Make sure that it's they don't have like a massive amount of supply just sitting there. Um, a lot of people are like, oh, lock your LP, lock your LP. Locking the LP does absolutely nothing. You can lock, right. lock it for a million years. If the person has more than 50% of the supply just sitting in their wallet, they can extract all the value from that locked LP yeah. easily. So there's a lot of little things that you you know people should be aware of. Uh, if they want to just throw money in. Uh, but, you know, it's it's a weird balance because you have people who are like, anytime a new LP launches, I put in 100 HBAR. Gotcha. So they don't care if they get rugged, right? Because, number one, if the rugger <laughs> waits like 10 minutes, they're already out. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And number two, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're getting consistent wins with all the LPs launching. Um, by like being really zoned in on it, uh, that it's not that big of a problem. There's also a bot that came out uh, to help people with this process. Haven't used it myself. Uh, even though I have a meme coin, I I, I make really bad calls when it comes to <laughs> buying other meme coins. I pretty much always lose. Ironically Interesting. enough. Interesting. Uh, okay, so you're, what you're saying is there isn't a direct correlation between, um, you know, running your own meme coin and and, and being good at investing. Oh yeah, I'm terrible at investing. Look at all the H bar I hold. Right. 
<laughs> no, I mean, growth, growth, growth kicked off because I, you know, I put a lot of work into it. And when it massively dumped, I just kept cranking out memes. I kept being present. I didn't go away. Gotcha. I didn't rug. I left the LP. Um, and if you just wait long enough, I, I think there's a, there's a concept about this. I, I've, I'm probably butchering this, but it's just like, if you can wait on uh, irrationality to pop back in for long enough, it always will. Gotcha. If you can just keep going, people will be irrational at some point. Uh, that that's you know I just do the same thing because people have asked me like, okay, you know it was, it looked like it was flatlined in the chart. What what did you do? And I'm just like, I don't know. <laughs> <There's> <laughs> I, that... I've literally been doing the same thing for the past six months, and it just changed. Yeah, there's that famous kind of like old school finance saying of the markets can remain irrational longer than you can remain solvent. Yeah, yeah. So it's the inverse of that. Exactly. Interesting. Yeah, it truly <laughs> with meme coins. Every, yeah. yeah, it's like truly with meme coins. Everything is literally flipped upside down. It's it's uh, it's crazy. Um, I was going to ask you, too. So um, this I'm very interested because, you know, being a meme coin creator yourself, um, I was curious to see if you had any insights um, to share regarding folks on um, other networks that dive into Hedera DeFi for the first time, do they share feedback about their experiences? What do they like most about Hedera DeFi? And what do they dislike about Hedera DeFi? Well, dislike is the easiest one. Uh, the token association thing, in my opinion, right. is one of the biggest friction points. Um, and here's the thing. I know why. We have the token association. I like the token association. A lot of people are like, well, those people are dumb. Yes, they are. That's the problem. We want dumb money too on our network. Right. Uh, and there's a lot of it out there, baby. So uh, there's, there, we need to do something because the amount of people that have been completely thrown off uh, and this problem is going to get less, um, less so as like we get things to work a little bit better with MetaMask because that's what most everybody in other networks is using. Yes. Especially people who are cross-chain, put it all in the MetaMask. Um, as things get easier with MetaMask, uh, as we get kind of a tailored experience that takes into account our different types of account numbers, the token association stuff, because um, HTS tokens are still funky on MetaMask. I think that's going to be fixed uh, within probably the next month or so. Okay. But uh, it, it is still a pain point. People don't get it. <laughs> they don't understand. That's yeah. the thing I, I people ask me most about. Um, once that's ironed out, it should be simple if they're just like, okay, I'm going to Saucer Swap to buy. They'll associate it for you. And the type of people that are going to be completely thrown off by that are just going to keep clicking. Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> next, next. Agree. 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 Yeah. Yeah. So, so it'll, it'll get a lot easier. That's the biggest negative I hear. Uh, biggest positive is the fees are super low. Um, people like the uh, saucer swap interface in general. Um, they like how everything's kind of like on one page. If you scroll, there's like more information um, but you know, it's mostly just like the things they like are the things inherent to the Hedera network. Yeah. You know, it's, it's fast, it's cheap. Yeah. That's a, that's a great point. And I think that 
furthermore, it's it's very interesting, you know, to talk to really continue unpacking that token associate thing because on the surface it's it's brilliant. I think it it makes things easier for enterprises. I think that it solves so many problems, but it does create complexities that either have to be abstracted, like you said, through saucer swap or tackled head on at a network level. And I know that there are different proposals and hips and different things out there, Hadera improvement proposals to actually change the way the network handles token association and um, move those things forward. I agree with you. I think we'll, we'll see some positive movement in that way. And also, yeah, the MetaMask stuff is going to be big. Um, and I think that, you know, for me, it's all very exciting. I think it holds a lot of promise, but <clears throat> I think that, you know, you know, depending on how you look at it, um, I think in many circles on Hedera, um, in, and, and, you know, I, I include a large portion of my listenership. Shout out, I love all you people. But there is an intense disdain for those meme coins. Do you, th- like, and I, and I mean, we've, we've touched on this about our feelings around, you know, that, that being a bit misinformed. Um, but is there any merit to some of those criticisms of meme coins? Again, throwing out the criticisms of like, just get rid of them because that makes no sense. But would you say that there are any criticisms of meme coins on the network? Like, is there something that you wish the meme coin space as a whole would do differently or um, any anything in that regard that even you would say, eh, you know, I disagree with that or or that's a little much, or I wish meme coins on Hedera. I wish the culture was a little more like that or like this. Like, do you see, do you see any flaws or any merit to some of those criticisms? Oh, sure. I mean, uh, you know, I was, I was talking to a guy, uh, literally yesterday, um, you know, who's saying I'm a scammer that I'm, I'm taking advantage of people, um, which some meme coin creators are scammers. Some of them are taking advantage of people. Right. Um, uh, a lot of meme coins, especially now, this is mostly on other networks, uh, are trying to <laughs> introduce additional utility as a way to differentiate themselves, especially on Solana because there's a billion, um, yeah. which uh, to me, uh, uh, as, as far as their point is, is inherently misleading, um, <laughs> it's a yeah. meme coin. Right. It's a meme coin. And I highly, highly doubt, first of all, NFT projects, you know, a lot of them will claim utility. What is utility? That's never really clarified. A lot of times it's just, I get money for being early. Uh, That's not really utility. (laughs) Getting a share of profits isn't really utility. Um, You know, what are you using? I'm, I'm holding something and getting money for being early. That's, to me, that's not utility. But my point is, um, there is a shift to essentially trying to pretend more is going on than there is. So as far as the bad reputation, a lot of it is because some people are misrepresenting what you as an investor are getting from buying their meme coin. For Grelph, you're getting a, a token in your wallet of an ugly bald man. Right. He doesn't do anything. <laughs> it doesn't do anything. It is a joke. I created it as a joke, had no idea it was going to take off. There was no other meme coins really taking off. I know Shibar was first, guys. No more DMs. <laughs> <laughs> I know it. I know it was first, uh, but it did not break out. 
the way Grelf did. Okay, everybody, I know it was first. I kneel. I kneel. <laughs> they're like the um, alta, they're the Alta Vista to your Google. Yes, like I, I get it. I get it. Um, uh, which mascot's uglier? That's the question. Mm. Uh, that's undecided. We'll see. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of people people using meme coins as like, oh, hey, you might think this is a joke, but actually, no, there is no but actually, right? right. It, it either is a meme coin or it's not. Right. So one one criticism I would say is people trying to fashion it into something, some kind of system, they're really just trying to, uh, and this is something that's very popular on every network, abstract the concept of value away from you. Mm. Um, buy this token, convert this token to this other thing, sometimes an NFT that you hold, you will get some token back, take that NFT, put it in some kind of gaming mechanism. You know, they, they just want you gotcha. to lock your value in, in further abstracted little circles. Um, there's, there's a, a thing on Avalanche called like chicken farm, which is that whole thing to a T okay. you get a token for an NFT. You get that NFT gets you another token, which is only really usable to trade back eventually to the first token. But then you can convert that token into get another token <laughs> feed into little farm mechanisms. It's all about abstracting yeah. the value away. So the numbers get a little fuzzy, how much you're, you're getting or losing gets a little fuzzy and okay. you're less likely to sell. Um, that is something that I, I highly disagree with. I think it's predatory. Right. I think it's misleading. Um, so that kind of thing I do not like. That's fa That's a great insight. So what really, what you're, what you're saying is the, the, the a strong criticism of meme coins on Hedera is, um, just own what you are. If you're not owning what you are and you're trying to be something else, not only is, you know, the main net going to tell the truth for, you know, what keys you have on your tokens or all the, all those different things. Um, but also like, as you said, kind of how active you are in the ecosystem, how trustworthy you are as a founder of the project, whether you're doxxed or undoxxed, whatever, there's different things that come into account. But I think what you're saying, it, it really just boils down to, I'm a meme coin. I am what I am. And when you start to abstract that value away from holders, you start to go into kind of the dark territory staying in the light as a meme coin creator is really about just as you said making it and it's just kind of there yeah i mean when you start trying to make claims on what the future value of your meme coin will be um gotcha. maybe you believe those things but i'm pretty sure you're you're lying to yourself yeah uh if not other people uh, assuming you're not malicious fine. I have no idea what Grelf's going to do. Zero. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I don't know. I'm not going to rug it. I'm going to leave the LP there. Uh, cause I like it. I think it's funny. I liked yeah. Grelf before I made the token. Uh, I like that he makes a lot of people upset. <laughs> uh, and I also <laughs> like that a lot of the people who previously last year were really upset by him now like him a lot or love him. Uh, he's just a very interesting social experiment to me. I think he's very funny and dumb. Um, yeah. And that's half the reason I'm in crypto is because it's funny, dumb, and chaotic. Um, but I would never say like, we're all going to be millionaires unless it was a joke. I make lots of jokes. Please don't send me screenshots of an obvious joke. 
Right. <laughs> uh, I have to put disclaimers now. Um, not financial advice. Not financial advice. Uh, you know, not financial advice. I don't know if that ever helped anyone. I don't. Yeah, I don't <laughs> think it has. I think in general, there's a pattern kind of speaking to the the scammy quality of crypto and you know that that criticism holds water it's it's like we're we are an ecosystem that constantly will say not financial advice and proceed to give financial, financial advice. advice it's 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 quite amazing yeah uh, and people will assume it's financial advice when they lose by it yes those claims meant nothing yeah and if they win on it they're a genius and they figure yes. it out themselves so it's a lose-lose Massive situation brain. Yeah, very big brain. Now, speaking of very, very big brain, um, one thing that I've really loved to see recently is people like Mance, people like Lehman, people like um, Shane, the CEO of the HBAR Foundation, all sorts of different key figures in those organizations that for a very long time, and I'll, I'll lump the president of Hedera in there, Charles, for a very long time have felt very removed from this kind of cultural aspect of the ecosystem, which is kind of this retail DeFi, degen type thing. I think that the, the inception of the network, the culture of the network was largely just based around a cult of personality around Lehman initially. So, and, you know, people watching, you know, a Mike Maloney video and there's these gold bugs and stuff. So obviously the, the seed of Hedera's culture is not, uh, emotionally prepared for meme coins. But now we're starting to see people at these organizations start to talk about these things more, start to share these things more famously or infamously. Um, Shane, the CEO of the HBAR Foundation, in a since deleted tweet shared, you know, hey, Lehman token is fun, fun and, and exciting. And, and then it dropped like 99%. I don't think anything captures the spirit of kind of that degen, you know, meme coin culture then, you know, the CEO of a foundation for the network saying that this is really neat and cool and literally just having it <laughs> drop by like 99%. I thought that was very funny and, and great. Uh, I want to, you know, if anyone from those organizations is listening, guys, don't let that scare you off. It happens. It's part of the fun. It's goofy. But what are your thoughts about that? Seeing, you know, I know you tweeted out uh, that, you know, funny exchange that Guelph was having with Elaine from the HBAR Foundation and stuff. Whoa, whoa. Hey, let's let, let me be clear about something with that. <laughs> let me be clear about something because I've, I've gotten some confusion around this thing. Oh, okay. Clear it up. I didn't make that meme. Oh. I didn't make that meme. Elaine made that meme. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, everybody thinks that I like made the meme or forced it on forced it on them. I had no idea that they were going to make a Grelph meme. I had no idea that Elaine Song of the HR Foundation was going to make a Grelph meme. Interesting. Uh, I didn't make it. I didn't make it. Had no idea. I, I like tried to post on the Hedera Reddit. It got like spam reported to be taken down, and then I got accusations of like you're trying to twist Elaine's words. And she was really saying, get the hell out of here, girl. I hate you. I'm like, first of all, the meme <laughs> image is not real. There is not a secret chat. I mean, it literally says like secret chat. At the, super at the secret chat. Yeah, there, there is not a real super secret chat that Grelf somehow infiltrated. Right. That didn't happen. Secondly, I didn't make that meme. I was literally posting a link to a meme 
that was tweeted by Elaine Song of the HBAR Foundation. There was no me twisting anything. I was not involved. It's possible people can find Grell funny. Okay, guys? Right. It's not going to destroy anything. Nothing's going to go wrong. But I just wanted to clarify because a lot of people, which I, I can see why, assume that I made that. I didn't make that. Fascinating. I didn't make it. Yeah, it, it, it's funny. It's like, why it really speaks to kind of the culture of Hedera. Like why would something like that just wholesale get deleted from the, you know, Hedera subreddit? It's kind of wild. Like it, like the, the, the Hedera subreddit is very um, opposed to this kind of degen meme coin type thing. Uh, have you kind of found that I've, I've kind of picked that up as a general consensus. And I mean, it's worth well, mentioning. Yeah, I mean, they send me mean messages. Jesus, really? <laughs> Dude, I mean, I think you can like look at uh, some of the comments. Like anytime right. anything is like posted about Grelf, like I've only done it like once or twice because I get this backlash. I thought like, oh, if I post a tweet someone else did, maybe right. they won't immediately attack me. Um, but no, they do. They do. They they are really angry uh, that Grelf exists. Uh, they're right. like, you know, this was only created to enrich its creator. The first growth pump, I took out a grand total of like no profit, guys. I lost money on that first growth pump and then it dumped and I couldn't just dump a bunch then. Right. Like, yeah, I took a, a very small amount of profit on this pump. Oh, no. Somebody in crypto made money from God, something God they forbid. put a massive amount of time in. Right. Oh, my gosh. Like, no, I was not trying to bamboozle anyone. Yeah. And this like idea that like, oh, you're taking advantage of people who don't know anything. The people who are buying meme coins are not like naive little babies that just wandered into a very specific, <laughs> very like specialized network. Maybe they could wander in on Ethereum. They're not wandering into Hedera, then right. wandering into Saucer Swap, then wander like that's. Right. That doesn't make any sense. They're not, they're not noobs. They probably use the network far more than you do. Yes. Like they, they know yeah. what the deal is. I'll be, I'll be honest. I think a few, you know, a, a portion of my listeners and, you know, people on Reddit and stuff, it's, you know, and I'll be honest too myself. Like this is the thing, this is the thing, folks, you have to be willing to change. Wake up. Time marches on. I invested in Hedera. I was pumped that the algorithm was patented. That was an asset like in, in, in the world back then when the world where Hedera was, it was like important to have that like enterprise trusted name, blah, 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 very counterintuitive approach, very attractive, right? But markets move, time marches on, things change, you learn stuff, you try new things. And it's like, if you're, if you still have the mentality of, you know, if I stayed in the same shoes of a guy who watched a Mike Maloney video and bought H bar and was excited that, you know, you know, uh, we were going to tokenize every Big Mac on the planet. It's like, uh, if I stayed that way, I wouldn't be doing this show. I'd just be probably leaving an angry comment on Reddit. It's like, you have to, like, we're, we're in a position now where this is a network that's fully open sourced. This is a network that has new governing council members. This is a, this is a network that has, you know, tens of millions of dollars of TVL on DeFi. Um, you know, so, so it's like, 
it, it's it's this also this reluctance to kind of change with how Hedera is changing as a network, as a culture, as an ecosystem. And it's like you do run the risk of being left behind in reality. Like if you are somebody right now that's literally like I'm going to hold HBAR and nothing else and not use the network in any way, you do run the risk of kind of being left behind a little bit. It's like for sure HBAR is a long play but there's so much more happening. There's so much more out there to experiment with, to have fun, um, to discover. So I don't know. I just don't get that kind of, you know, that kind of mentality. Um, Right. I mean, the network's meant to be used, right? This is, it's funny that people criticize meme coins for like, this is just all speculation. It's like, if you don't use this network, you supposedly believe in and think is amazing. If you just sit there and just hold the asset for that network waiting for the next partnership blog post to make you a millionaire. What are you doing? Right. <laughs> are you using the tech? Yeah. No, you think the tech's super cool, but you're speculating. You're speculating. That's all you're doing. At least we are using the network. We know how it works. If this network is half as great as we all think it is, it can be used for everything. Yeah. Everything, the whole, the whole like dream of everything will be tokenized. Do you, the everything part is pretty key. Yes. Uh, that includes things you do, you disagree with. I remember reading a really funny comment, like using the Hedera network to make a meme coin is like buying a new computer and using it for porn. <laughs> Baby, <laughs> I got something to tell you. <laughs> yeah, it's so, yeah, it, it is really funny. It's, it's, yeah. Everything will be tokenized except these things that I do not like. It's yeah, it's it's very it's a very weird thing. I think on that on that, you know, that line of thought as well, there was a there was a tweet shared. I, I brought it up earlier uh, before I had you up, but you've probably seen this tweet, but Brady posted it. I think it's a pretty good take. There's a lot of nuance to it, but he says, I've always viewed meme coins as a symptom of success of a network rather than a path for the network to become successful. It inevitably happens when a network's DeFi ecosystem reaches a greater state of awareness. What are your thoughts on that? There are, you can definitely split hairs with it. I can, I can agree, but I can also kind of say like, you know, to say firmly that meme coins do not play a part in the success of a network or are strictly a symptom of the success of a network. I think that's a bit of a stretch. I think overall it's like a decent take. What do you, what do you think on that? That tweet from Brady? It's not a bad take. Um, it just doesn't really fit Hedera, uh, at all. Like if you're talking about Solana, right? Uh, a lot of the reason people are going to Solana right now are transacting on Solana are buying that token is because of meme coins. And you might think, oh, it's a symptom, except for the fact that people at Solana have supported Bonk, have supported meme coins, have tried to push them um, because they know it brings people to their network. Uh, So it is definitely, I mean, you could say it's a chicken and the egg thing, but when like the leadership is like helping to push something that is getting people excited and interested in the network, uh, maybe you can say like, oh, you know, it's a, that, it's a symptom, uh, but people are coming over there for that. Um, yeah. 
you can try to like move the argument around, but as far as Hedera is concerned, uh, even with DeFi stuff until recently, we, we've been getting the cold shoulder. I'm not talking about memes. I, I don't have a problem if nobody at Hedera talks about memes. It's fine. <laughs> if they don't want to do that, I don't care. I'm not. I'm not losing sleep over that. I think it's really cool that they've started to interact with like Grelf and other meme coins, but it's fine. You can do whatever you want. Um, I definitely think it is. <laughs> Considering uh, the messaging around Hedera is is very anti that whole thing, which is partially why I get mean comments. Uh, right. It's to say it's a symptom. Like for okay, for example, they they have been very proud of, and they should be, uh, the massive amount of T wallets on Saucer Swap. Uh, I've been seeing a lot of people at Hedera, HBAR Foundations, Worlds Labs, whatever, talking about that, retweeting that, commenting about it. Oh wow, look at this massive achievement. Uh, if you look at the liquidity pools on Saucer Swap, just between two meme coins, Grelf and Saucinu, we're talking about nearly a million dollars in TVL. Right. Which is a sizable percentage of, of these facts and figures that they're vaulting. There's a massive amount of locked liquidity on, on DaVinci's platform. Uh, you know, they'll, they'll hype that up, but they're not looking at like, wait a minute. <laughs> Yeah, a significant amount of that is for complete far end, as far as they're concerned, uh, degen stuff. Uh, that kind of thing has not really been pushed hard. We are an enterprise chain. I understand that's their focus. They're never going to deviate from that. That's good. We like that. Yeah. Um, but to say that uh, these things are succeeding just because the network is good. It's just not true. A lot of people that are new to Hedera and have been coming from meme coins, they learned about Hedera from Grelf. They learned about it from Saucini. They learned about it from other meme coins. Uh, they did not learn about it through enterprise marketing. Right. So I don't think that quote really, really makes sense with Hedera at all um, because it's something that they maybe not have pushed against but have not really embraced. And, you know, Shane got burned a little bit for embracing that other token. <laughs> I will say though, he came back and he sent out another tweet, like being like, Hey, this is cool. So he, he deleted it, but he kind of kept his hat in the ring. So I mean, a for effort. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, yeah, he might, he might, might've been better off. Like, as I said, <laughs> maybe looking at like how the wallets allocation is, um, I don't want to get anybody attacking me. Maybe I'll just not talk about that anymore. But yeah, I don't know if I agree with the quote. It kind of sounds like it makes sense. Yeah. Um, but if you take into account Hedera's very specific culture yeah. and the separate culture that exists between kind of the retail developers and investors and the enterprise-focused leadership, uh, I don't think it makes a lot of sense. Do you foresee, uh, for lack of a better term, some kind of culture clash happening on Hedera as more people from external ecosystems um, come into Hedera for, you know, this very performant um, casino that we have here. Do you think that the resistance from, you know, the, the old guard Hedera gold bug purist will increase? Like, do you think there is going to, that, that, that culture clash will kind of continue to increase or I'm just curious for, you know, from your perspective, like how do you see the culture of the Hedera ecosystem and community changing? I think we're already starting to see some signs of that at the top of, you know, people for the first time 
at the foundation at Hedera, whatever, tweeting about these things and sharing these things. But I was curious what your thoughts were kind of what this year might look like just from a culture perspective. So I think leadership will continue to soften, even though Shane had a, had a bad first run. Um, you know, I, I think I've sent emails to this effect, but, uh, I think it would be cool to do some kind of like co-advertising, co-marketing thing, uh, with Hedera. I think that would be something that they haven't done before as far as like, you know, blue ocean type stuff. Like, you know, I, I feel like it's, it's kind of an obvious win. Uh, but as far as the perspective of probably most of these people are talking about who really dislike that, you know, they would be very angry. Um, right. They would be very angry that Hedero, you know, they were angry that Elaine made a growth meme uh, so much gotcha. that they tried to twist logic into it being negative. She made an anti-growth meme, actually. Um, they would be very angry. The thing is, they uh, they don't do much on the network. Yeah. They, uh, they, they just do angry comments. My prediction would be, uh, if that did happen, if uh, one of the meme coins got to a bonk level where it is very clearly bringing people to Hedera and is pumping H bar bags. Right. Then they'll change their tune. So what you're saying, what you're saying is important. What you're saying ultimately is, um, it's funny because how wacky meme coins are and how kind of crazy things can appear. It's actually really simple, (laughs) you know, big green candles do all the talking. And if it's something that you're holding, you know, uh, there's a high likelihood you'll be supportive of it. So that's kind of what you're saying is we've got this insular kind of HTS market right now of some exciting things popping around, not necessarily a whole lot happening with H bar, but what you were saying is there may be a different class of meme coin on the Hedera token service that appears at some point in the future. That's at that level that will as it has on other L1s, pump the token of that L1. That's really what you're saying is going to be the turning point of that culture kind of going like, hey, it's not, it's not that bad. I might get some right. myself, <laughs> you know? Usually people who really focus on arguments based on logic, uh, those are the types of people that their logic can be changed mm. uh, vastly yes. by the underlying emotion behind it. Yes. Uh, the people who are coming at me and making a bunch of like really angry comments that I, I try to respond to calmly, um, they might think like, these are facts. This is logic. Um, but it's, they're angry. Right. <laughs> they're mad. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not some kind of, you know, passive impartial thing. If they were making a very like, you know, basic argument, there's probably a lot that I would agree with, but it's, it's all from this emotional core. Uh, you know, sometimes I joke that it's like, they're just like, you know, getting bitter, holding their H bar bags. Uh, but I, I think if the, if that kind of thing was satisfied, if it was very clearly shown via numbers, uh, that this thing was good for them, these early investors, these current investors of H bar, um, I think the logic that they previously were so focused on would shift, mm. uh, because money talks. Yep. I have two more questions for you before we wrap things up, but I was thinking about this a little bit and I was like, there's also something else interesting here. Um, We've seen projects in the past migrate their tokens from a network like Ethereum or Solana or, or what have you onto Hedera, right? Because in general, you'll have all these different assets out there that are maybe native to those other networks. They'll create a wrapped 
HTS asset that is like a wrapped version. We remember this with Dovu when people were initially buying Dovu, they would buy it on some other exchange. They would go to Hashport, they would move it to a Hedera wallet. It would be a wrapped asset. And then uh, late last year, Dovu migrated to a Hedera native token. Um, Is that a door that's open now? If we, there's kind of, I feel if we were to have like a mainstream memed coin on Hedera, there are almost kind of two pathways. Either something initially emerges from the Hedera HTS market or a major coin migrates from a network to Hedera native. Like, do you see that as an open door too? We've talked about in the NFT ecosystem before too, is like, is a Hedera project going to be the first big one or is something like, you know, uh, you know, you know, something from you know, Board Ape Yacht Club or whatever, are they going to migrate to Hedera? Like there's all different ways to slice it. Where do you cut, like, is that, is that an open door right now? Uh, I'm going to be honest, considering some of the experience we've had with <clears throat> NFT projects moving from other networks to Hedera, uh, usually they say like, yeah, what a great network. We love it. Uh, they get some of our liquidity and then they take it back to their previous network. Gotcha. Uh, it's even worse with meme coins because, as I said, there's not a point. Uh, there's no utility. Mm. Um, and for people who are less concerned about longevity like me, uh, you know, they are extremely financially motivated. So okay. the argument that they're like, I'm going to come into Hedera to take advantage of the tech. They don't care how long the transactions cost. They right. just want more people to buy their token. So in the same way, I think if a meme coin for another network came over, it would probably just be to get some of our liquidity Take some money. and move yeah. it back. Yeah. I gotcha. So, yeah. So, so many different things to keep in mind. This, like, I've got one more question for you, but I think that this convo has been really great because um, I definitely think I'm on the same page with you and, and many kind of in the, we'll call it like the, pro- the progressive Hedera community when it comes to these types of things. I'm excited about them. I hold a few of them myself, you know, so, you know, nothing more than I'm afraid that, that I'm, you know, okay with losing. Um, but this conversation's definitely got me thinking in, in a few different ways because it's not, yeah, it's not just about, um, fun it's also like these really fascinating ways to onboard people into Hedera which is great and I guess my last question for you is something that I think a lot of folks might be curious about and you touched on it a little bit but maybe to summarize like what advice would you give to someone looking to start a meme coin project on Hedera like they're just sitting right now and they're like I want to start a meme coin project if you had a chance to kind of speak to them what would you say to them I think you're muted there or maybe got a phone call. We'll give a minute for, uh, for warlock. But I think what I would say is really kind of, you know, I think spend and to speak to kind of what, what warlock did with Grelf is spend some time building a brand and, and, and an identity in the ecosystem and, and those connections and that trust. You don't need a meme coin to do that. You need a couple memes, right? You need the constructs for a brand and you need connections. You need to know some people in the ecosystem and you got to have kind of an idea of what you want to do. Um, and I think that 
um, that is really kind of like uh, step one a little bit. Hey, Warlock, you're back. I'm, I'm back. Yeah, the lovely uh, Twitter slash X <laughs> app is at it again. It was, uh, you know, I think it's Elon trying to to keep a new successor from rising, really. Really? You think that he might be listening to this call and he's like, we can't have any of this conversation around these tokens on Well, Hedera. you see Jeff down there? You see Jeff down there? Uh, That's an Elon alt. It's It's oh, been wow. reported. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Keep yeah. an eye out, folks. Um, but yeah, my question to you just to wrap things up was... Um, we look at the different tools that are available now to people in the ecosystem to make meme coins. It's a very exciting time, right? If you were, if there was someone that was, that was reaching out to you and they were like, I want to start a meme coin project. I'm all excited. I got this idea. What advice would you give to someone in Hedera looking to start a meme coin project? Easy. Uh, my number one advice, the thing that I think is most important, um, make memes, and you might right. think, well, Warlock, obviously. No, it's not obvious. The vast majority of these meme projects make no memes. They go on meme generators and change the text from something else to my token good or uh, other token not as good as my token. But they don't make memes. They don't make original memes. Uh, they kind of uh, run it as if it's some kind of business, as, it, as if it's like a very legitimate project. Like, no, your meme coin should be funny. Bonk is funny. Doge right. is funny. Look at that little boy's face. Like gotcha. you should have funny memes. And if you want to last after the, here's the thing, you will get a mega dump. If you don't rug your own project, if you actually care about it, if you actually want to like have a meme coin for the long haul, you're going to get a mega dump. It's not going to be up only forever yeah. to expect that is ridiculous. Sorry. Yeah. It will happen. If you give up after that, I mean, okay, then you didn't really care. Gotcha. Like, sorry, you didn't care. Gotcha. Uh, you have to keep making memes. You have to keep being present. You have to be in the community. You have to keep talking. If something goes bad for you and you disappear, that looks shitty. Right. It looks bad, and you don't need to. Here's the thing. Growth dumped massively. Who were the people that were angry at me about that? Were it my, was, it, was it my holders or was <laughs> it a great random point. people who never held the token? Because That's a it great was point. 100% people who never held the token. Very oh, interesting. Of course, of course this happened with Grelf. We all knew, look at this horrible guy. It, the dump wasn't me. I got blamed for it anyway, but my holders weren't angry because they saw that I was present. Yeah. That I kept putting in work. After the massive dump, I still was making memes. I made more memes over that six-month period where Gruff was like at a flat line than I did during the pump. Right. I didn't know what the hell was going on during that first pump. I was having stress dreams every night. Wow. Like, I was just <laughs> like, what's happening? Yeah, it's like there's it, it, there's that feel. I share that feeling too in Web3 where it's like, oh, no, things are going well. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Oh, that's man. the scariest time yeah. the bear market has been pretty comfy honestly like we're <laughs> we're sitting near the the bottom we're just chilling like are we gonna are we gonna worse. are we gonna get nostalgic for the bear market i'm already nostalgic for the bear market <laughs> it was so much calmer those past six months before right. growth popped off again once we got the 20 cents i was like oh shit gotcha. oh, what's gonna happen 
I don't know. But my holders were not mad at me. If you just like keep working, that's the thing. They're not noobs. They understand what a meme coin is. Right. They get it. As long as the founder himself is not massively dumping, and you can see that easily on the network if I'm massively dumping. I have sold some. You can see it. My wallets are very like, You can see my wallet. If I sell, I sell via that wallet. It's very obvious. They can see all that. They know all that. They weren't mad. They're like, ah, that sucks. The the market is not great. It's a meme coin. Like it's going to have big jumps and big falls. So just make memes, be engaging. Uh, I was on a, a Twitter space recently for, for Gotbit, which they do market making and marketing for uh, meme coins, a lot of meme coins, uh, mostly on Solana. <laughs> the amount of these meme coin creators that were just the least charismatic people ever was very surprising to me. They would come on and be like, yeah, so um, I got this meme coin and it's pretty good and we're going to have so much utility and um, oh, oh no, my mom's coming in. Like I didn't understand it. They were either extremely boring or they just like had like one joke they'd repeat constantly. Be fun, be engaging, be present and make memes and you'll be a success. It's literally as simple as that. Stick to the basics. It's it's about the memes at the end of the day. Um, I want to I want to wind it down. This has been an awesome conversation. We did. I did have a one question I wanted to ask from the from the listeners um, that I think is is very very relevant. That I think is at the top of everyone's minds is um, they're asking what your favorite food is, and I think this is something that uh, is, is important to know heading into this potential bull market. If you know me at all, and this is not a joke. You'll know that my favorite food is fucking Taco Bell, baby. Wow. As soon as they brought in that sugar-free Baja Blast, because I try not to like do sweets ever, I was on it. I've, I've eaten at Taco Bell four times in the past seven days. Gotcha. I do not eat well. Okay. I eat poorly, and I eat a lot of Taco Bell. Okay. This is the, this is the, uh, this is the diet of a champion. Uh, Warlock. If, I, if I die in a month, that's why. <laughs> okay, it's not a conspiracy. That's the reason. He will. He will be carried away in a sea of Baja Blast. Warlock. It was uh, awesome to have you on the show. Wanted to give you an uh, uh, an opportunity to give any shout outs or plugs or anything like that before I uh, get back to the news here. Uh, love saucer swap. Love hash pack. Um, uh, love memes. I love it. Well, I think I think uh, enough people love you. So and uh, are I think Guelph is warming up for people. It's it's growing on people uh, like some kind of slimy, strange. It's uh, exposure fungus. therapy, really. It's exposure therapy. That's what the <laughs> the past year has been, and it's working. Got it, man. Well, appreciate you coming on. Uh, you you take care and uh, have some have some Taco Bell for me. I mean, I might even go get some Taco Bell later. Who knows. Wrap me in a crunch wrap and bury me, baby. <laughs> okay. <laughs> right on. All right. Take care, man. Bye. Thanks. All right. So, Warlock, um, Grelf, creator. Interesting stuff. It is a it is it is a very fascinating time um in this ecosystem. And I think that, you know, again, like we look at some of these tweets, there's still a tweet up from uh, Shane, uh, again, CEO of the HBAR Foundation, says, Meme coin season on Hedera is upon us. Fun and creative. 
let's grow. Um, you know, I think still there's a little bit of tone deafness, but I like it. A for effort. Um, I want to encourage this. I want to encourage people at Hedera, at the HBAR Foundation, at the Hashgraph Association, at Swirls Labs to champion and support and get excited about these different types of things. I dig it. Now, going on to our next story here is very interesting for me. And actually, just before we go on to our next story, I want to give a quick shout out. I'm really, really appreciative of supporters of the Hashgraph Enthusiast show. Like I said, we're on our third year now. We're 100 episodes, well over 100 episodes deep. We've covered every major story in the ecosystem. We have, we've had many great guests. Um, this is an independent and community-supported news show, right? No ads, no sponsors, directly HBAR tips to a wallet from the community. It allows me to purchase equipment like I have, allows me to grow the show, do all sorts of different things. We average about 500 listeners every episode on X and many, many more on different podcast platforms and YouTube. Um, if you're watching the video version, I'm just on hash scan on the show's wallet. Um, I have offloaded a bunch of H bar from the show's wallet to purchase, um, this equipment. Um, and so really appreciate, um, already seeing some contributions coming in. Um, really appreciate that from everybody. There's a tweet, uh, sorry, a post pinned to the uh, top of the spaces. If you're listening live on X, it's got the info, uh, to support. It's got the wallet address, all the info is at hashgraph.news. Check it out. It's only getting better. Okay. This next story is kind of close to home for me. This is a Canada story, folks. This is a story about Canada. This is a story about ETFs. And this is a story about HBAR. So, um, Really, 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 really exciting stuff. I saw this tweet from Zepsi um, in my feed. A press release headline, Valor Incorporated announces plans to launch a physical backed ETP, um, the Valor HBAR staking ETP in collaboration with the Hashgraph Association. Um, so what does this all mean? Like what's going on? Are we talking about an HBAR ETF like what exactly is going on? So let me load up this press release. I'll just kind of read a little bit of it because it's very fascinating. Um, and then I've got a little clip that I want to share, but this is big Canada vibes, right? So check this out. Um, this is a press release that comes from Toronto, Ontario, Canada, DeFi technologies incorporated, a crypto native technology company, um, that pioneers the convergence of traditional capital markets with the world of decentralized finance proudly announces that its subsidiary Valor incorporated a leading issuer of exchange traded products that provides simplified access to digital assets will offer a physical backed ETP an ETP being a, 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 a type of exchange traded product. So like an ETF is a type of ETP. Um, that provide simplified access. Uh, so physical back to ETP, the Valor HBAR staking ETP in collaboration with the Hashgraph Association. HBAR is the native energy efficient cryptocurrency of Hedera, blah, blah. They just talk about Hedera. Uh, they talk about how cool it is. Um, Valor has also recently announced 
the launch of the iValor Bitcoin physical carbon neutral ETP. So an ETF that essentially is Bitcoin, but it's carbon neutral. It's like all these different things. So these are not just strictly asset ETFs. They're, there's a little more that goes into them. And to me, what it's sounding like is there might be like, loosely putting it, an HBAR ETF available on the Toronto Stock Exchange sometime soon. I think this is like, this is pretty big, um, at least for me. And I think in, in, for Hedera in general, um, I don't, I, I don't know exactly how this story is going to evolve or when we can expect these types of things to happen. Um, but very, very interesting and exciting stuff. And what I wanted to share is a clip that um, Coinman the H Barbarian shared um, of infamous uh, Pompliano, aka Pomp, uh, a leading crypto influencer, um, on Bloomberg talking about what his big bet is for this year. And he specifically mentions um, Valor, right? Which is this Canadian entity that will be supposedly launching. Um, an HBAR type exchange traded product. So uh, give this a listen, check this out. This is very, very uh, interesting stuff. This is Pomp on Bloomberg. Uh, you know, you have Bitcoin ETF approval, but what about the rest of them? Do you think an ETF tied to Ethereum or another type of crypto asset could make as much sense? This is one of my big bets over the next couple of years. So I think that the altcoin ETFs are going to be a massive area for innovation and also value to be created. Uh, we recently uh, took one of our businesses, Reflexivity Research. We sold it to a Canadian uh, publicly traded asset manager called DeFi Technologies. One of their subsidiaries, Valor, this is their whole strategy. Basically, go and find all of the altcoins that Wall Street wants access to, but they can't get access to and create ETPs in Europe. And so we think that capital is going to flow heavily into the Bitcoin uh, ETF, but it also is going to flow into all of these other assets. Uh, you know, yeah, you have so Bitcoin. that's really, really interesting. And I think that this is going to be a pretty high profile um, conversation. I mean, off the top, immediately my brain is like, okay, we're seeing headlines about an Ethereum ETF. Um, we're seeing headlines about a potential HBAR exchange traded product on, in Canada. We're seeing some exciting things happening. The Bitcoin ETFs are signed, sealed, and delivered. What does this mean? And also... On the flip side of this, we're talking about meme coins, we're talking about fun, we're talking about degens. But again, the other side of this coin, kind of like the enterprise side, the 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 adults in the room side, it's like a whatever thing. You know, when we look at the brand of Hedera, it does lend itself to this type of thing. If 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 there was gonna be a product available on an exchange that would offer an altcoin, Hedera would be a very appealing altcoin for many of those reasons. In my brain, I kind of go, are, how many people, how much money is waiting on the sidelines to invest in Hedera without needing to create a wallet or have custody of a crypto asset or whatever it might be? Very interesting stuff. Um, but that is Valor. That is what's going on, I guess, in Canada. Canada is so weird with crypto right now. <clears throat> Seeing the headlines in Canada has been so strange. Um on one hand, we, we've got like bank, the Bank of Canada, like trying to patent the words like CBDC and like crypto or whatever. Um, we've got so many things going in the opposite backwards direction. It's safe to say if people are frustrated with the regulatory environment in the US, I mean, it's crazy up here in Canada. But then on the other side, it's like, oh, are we going to have, you know, an HBAR ETF in Canada? 
there's so many different interesting things happening in Canada. Um, I will keep you updated live from Canada, but that is what's going on right now. Um, also, too, quick recap on Davos. Um, there was a bit of a crazy tweet that I just kind of highlighted. Um, and, uh, you know, for folks that are kind of out of the loop, Davos in for the World Economic Forum um, in uh, in Switzerland, there was a big meeting, um, a big convention, a conference, a gathering, um, a consortium of world leaders and CEOs and like all this type of stuff. I mean, we've talked about it so much in this ecosystem, um, but there's some interesting kind of things that have, you know, fallen to the surface after the event and, and things to kind of look forward to. Um, and one observation I had that was very crazy was um, John, uh, this, and this happened on the 17th of January. So pretty recently um, John Woods, who obviously is the CTO of the Algorand foundation, who we've been talking about extensively because of, you know, his recent kind of partnership with Lehman Baird at Hedera, for the purposes of the DREC Alliance and those different types of things. I just, I saw this tweet come through my feed and it kind of blew my mind. It was the CTO of Algorand, John Woods, tweeting about an interview that was happening between Lehman Baird and, and uh, Brad Gerlinghouse of, uh, of, uh, of Ripple um, happening at Davos. Like it's just, it was just kind of crazy. I tweeted it out and I was like, how nuts is this? That, you know, the CTO of the Algorand Foundation is tweeting about how they're excited of this interview between um, the co-founder of Hedera, and the co-founder of Ripple, XRP. It's like it's it's kind of crazy. So um, that was really interesting. Also, too, I'm really interested in that interview. That's going to be a, a a big one. That's going to be a big one. Uh, an interview between Lehman Baird uh, and and uh, Gerlinghouse of of Ripple. Um, obviously, it's it's been hinted at potentially Ripple joining the DREC Alliance. It's also been hinted that uh, Cardano might be joining the, the DREC Alliance. And, and again, decentralized recovery. We've talked about that in previous episodes. I'm not going to talk a year off about it right now, but um, that's very interesting stuff. I think the only thing that would be more interesting than an interview between uh, Gerling House of Ripple and Lehman would be Charles of Cardano. That would be truly interesting. Um, there was this funny thing that happened too at Davos they, in the entryway to the main kind of area that Hedera had with the, with the bar, they, they called the H bar. There was like this uh, wall that had the Hedera logo and the press and major CEOs and world leaders that were making their way through that area assumed that that wall was like the photo wall. So there are obviously, and it was a, a fluke. It was a total accident. So, <laughs> It's going to be funny to see so many press photos from this event with the Hedera logo in the background. It's pretty interesting. Um, also, uh, Viana, India's largest trade finance platform, has partnered with the Hashgraph Association to build a digital asset platform. Clearly, the Hashgraph Association, uh, based in Switzerland, being a equity-based investment firm at this point, uh, making big moves. Uh, very interesting to watch the Hashgraph Association, especially at Davos. Also, WiseKey, which we talked about previously on the show in depth, they were presenting on how they are using Hedera. I'm going to be interested to see more about WiseKey. Um, 
The Hashgraph Association also launched their developer course. Hitachi was announced as, as, as a GC member at Davos. That was something interesting that I observed was the press release for Hitachi joining the governing council was issued from Switzerland, right? It wasn't issued from uh, the, the, the locations that generally Hedera would issue those press releases from. And it also wasn't issued from the location that um, Hitachi America would issue press releases from. It was issued from Davos, Switzerland. So that was an interesting observation. Um, I think most interestingly is there was no pump on HBAR. A big disappointment. One thing that I think the retail community on Hedera was very excited about in regards to Davos was the fact that last year there was a pump um, on HBAR at Davos 2023. And at Davos 2024, nada, nothing, zip, zilch. Um, so I think that was definitely kind of like a, eh, you know, bum people out. I do think, though, that the meme coin pump has soothed the uh, the pain. Um, and also, too, Lehman did a talk with the Solana Foundation president, with the Casper Labs CTO, and the Ethereum co-founder. So again, when we talk about breadcrumbs, when we talk about potential connections, and we look at the DREC alliance as an epicenter for these things, right? Really, really crazy stuff. Already in that little wheelhouse, we have Algorand, uh, we potentially have Ripple. We potentially have Cardano. We, you know, and Lehman's doing talks with uh, Solana, Casper, Ethereum. So, so many different things kind of happening, and so many potential conversations happening. And I think the DREC Alliance is a huge catalyst for these partnerships because it's an offering of value that is chain agnostic, that isn't particular to Hedera, that doesn't use the Hedera network. So. Um, really cool stuff, really interesting stuff. Um, also, uh, I wanted to take a minute just to mention um, some initiatives in the ecosystem that are very, very near and dear to my heart. Um, and these are the HBAR Foundry, the Hashgraph DeFi Alliance, the Hashgraph DAO Working Group, the Hashgraph NFT Working Group, and the HCS Working Group. Um a lot of people may not be aware that in late 2022 and throughout the bear market, um, there were these um, established organic community volunteer, you know, supported working groups and, and alliances um, that I think have brought tremendous value to the ecosystem. And I've had the pleasure of being a part of all of them from various standpoints and being privy to many of the conversations, or I should say all the conversations in all of those groups. Um, I have a really unique vantage point. Um, not, not a lot of people are aware of these groups and not, and you know, not a lot of people are aware of kind of what they're doing or what's going on. I just want to take a minute and just kind of speak to, to these groups and kind of what it's all about. Um, and I'll share a couple of things. So real quick, I mean, we'll just look at the H bar foundry. Um, this is a group, really great members. I go to these meetings regularly. They do also, um, really great interviews, um, and good conversations. And one thing that's great about this group is in these calls, present in these calls are not only community members, community projects, 
it's also people, you know, at the HBAR Foundation, at Swirls, at the Hashgraph Association, on these hour-long plus calls, talking about real problems the community has and listening and offering and, and working through those conversations. It's something that I wanted to really kind of highlight is um, that's really powerful stuff. And I think that the community has really been, been calling out for and has been really um, wishing for, as I highlight on the show, these two separate worlds, the community, the retail, the projects, the builders, the individuals, and then the other side, which is the enterprise, the organizations, the associations, the foundations, Swirl, Hedera, blah, 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 the governing council, like they're pretty far apart still and they're moving closer together. But I wanted to kind of say like um, regularly being on calls with these people coming together from these different worlds is, is very productive. It's very interesting. It's very exciting. So shout out to the H bar foundry. Also um, the Hashgraph DeFi Alliance is one that's been going for many years. um, And, has members such as Stater, Saucer Swap, Headstarter, Hashport, Hashpack. Um, and again, ongoing calls with really great people talking about real problems in the ecosystem, suggesting solutions. It's 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 really like it's a very powerful thing to have leaders in the ecosystem from all walks to regularly meet for conversations that could be an hour long. And when I say regular, I mean every two weeks um, with meeting minutes with notes, with records, with recordings. So it's, it's, it's just, it's, it's all about information and communication. Um, it's just been really impressive to see it, it, These groups have ultimately been what got me through the bear market, which really helped keep my spirits high. Um, also there's the Hashgraph DAO working group, decentralized autonomous, um, organization, um, and I want to see if I can find, I'm just on uh, my computer here, uh, searching things up. Hashgraph DAO working group. Yeah. So this working group has been going on for a long time too. Um, and again, similar story, groups of people coming together from all walks to talk about the ecosystem, to talk about tooling, to talk about what needs to happen. It's also just like a really powerful thing for projects, high level projects to meet regularly and say, Hey, we're working on this. And another project goes, Oh, I didn't know that. What's that all about? They tell them all about it and they go, well, I'm working on this and let's work together. And it's communication is key. Connecting is key. Coming together is key. It's a, a huge catalyst for growth in this ecosystem is, is not working isolated, right? Is truly coming together for conversations, right? Not just async, but a call a meeting, you know, a regular meeting. It's, it's a really powerful thing. So also too, there's the Hashgraph NFT working group, um, which uh, I'm a part of, which has uh, just completed kind of a initial uh, overview of what music specific metadata could look like for Hedera. Um, there will be kind of a, a draft hip proposed, Lots of work being done over a year, uh, like really difficult work that is going to help this ecosystem. And it's, again, it's people coming together from the ecosystem, really great projects and working on a solution with like literally no resources. It's quite incredible. Um, And then most recently there is the 
um, Hedera Consensus Service Working Group, the HCS Working Group, that is rallying around HCS 20 and then anything else that could be happening with the Hedera Consensus Service. And again, this is a group that is highly active um, and really working towards solutions and it's multiple projects working together. And again, I just wanted to say, you know, these are five organic community run volunteer working groups and alliances and organizations with collectively, you know, dozens near a hundred members that have been going consistently for a year, if not years, and they deserve a spotlight. They deserve attention. And, Quite frankly, they deserve funding. Um, I think that if you are somebody um, who has access to that funding and growth in the Hedera ecosystem in the form of tooling, products, services um, that are directly catered to the Hedera ecosystem is in your best interest, um, connect with these groups. Have those conversations. Um, These are all... Um, I would say these five groups at this point are highly tuned problem solving machines um, that just need some more gas in the tank. So I just wanted to make a call to action as we kind of enter in a new bull market and just make people aware of these five groups. Again, the HBAR Foundry, the Hashgraph DeFi Alliance, the Hashgraph DAO Working Group, the Hashgraph NFT Working Group, and the HCS Working Group. I'm very close to these groups, again, just as a volunteer speaking as a member of the groups and just kind of saying there's amazing stuff happening. Um, And, you know, I think that they definitely deserve attention. A huge shout out to everybody that's involved in those. And uh, I'd say anybody who wants to accelerate ecosystem growth, these are vehicles to do that. So definitely reach out to them. I just wanted to want to make a big call out to those groups and uh, big love. Um, Dr. Who? Uh, who, what's going on? BBC 1.4 million NFTs minted on Hedera. Let's just quickly boot up on this. What's going on? What am I talking about? Um, so I'm talking about something potentially pretty big. Um, and that is the doctor who card game on Hedera, not coming to Hedera on Hedera. So, Over the holiday season, the Doctor Who show on BBC had 10 million viewers. It's still a big show. Um, It's a 60-year-old IP, right? This is a famous intellectual property um, that really kind of, I think, is at the core of um, so many of us in this Hedera ecosystem, any of the the fans out there. I'm going to be, I'm going to be honest. I haven't really, I haven't really watched Dr. Who. Um, maybe I, maybe I'll start watching it. Talk about onboarding people into an ecosystem. If you're bringing NFTs, I'll watch the show. So they're launching this game called worlds apart. Um, it's, it's akin to, they say it's akin to top trumps where players buy digital card packs and challenge others, hoping to win their opponent's card. Notable matchups include iconic characters like Daleks versus Cybermen. So obviously some excitement. Um, They've minted 1.4 million NFTs on the Hedera mainnet, right? These have been minted. Um, And I want to quickly read a little bit from this press release, this this article. It's very long. 
I want to hear a section of it. Um, but check this out. Check this out. Um, so let me see here real quick. I got to see uh, where my where my spot where I should read from. This article is so gigantic. Uh, buh, 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 buh. Where is it? Let me let me do a control F. Okay. Um, so this is this is this is what's really interesting. So, um, let me see. This is such a long article. Pardon me, pardon me, everybody. Um, I'm trying to find this part of the article. There we go. Found it. Okay. So, <clears throat> so the online store for this game has gone live. They started selling limited edition Doctor Who card packs and quickly sold out more than 1 million cards even before the game was launched. And again, this is late last year. Uh, They say the platform uses the Hedera blockchain, which can handle 10,000 simultaneous transactions, meaning users can mint their cards in seconds. It was incredible for uh, it was incredible. Fans of Doctor Who were buying these cards as collectibles, even though the game was not even released. Players were making their decks, trading cards online, all in anticipation for the game's launch. The community grew organically because of Doctor Who's massive fan base. So when the game launched on PC in December 2023, just a month ago, there were immediately thousands of players downloading and playing. In terms of dollar value for an NFT project, Doctor Who Worlds Apart is a relative minnow, and the market has only seen around $1 million in trades so far. But in terms of introducing blockchain collectibles to a whole new audience, it's mission accomplished. A new mobile version will launch in time for the new Doctor Who TV series in April. So this is really interesting. Again, a million and a half NFTs minted to Hedera, a million dollars rocking. There's a game available on desktop. It's coming to mobile. People are playing it. People are using it. People are vibing it. Um, and I think that's kind of, I think that's kind of cool. Um, you load up the website. This, you know, this, this is legit. It, this is a game. This is a web three game. And again, it's interesting because we talk often about gaming in web three, how that's going to look. And I don't see the word NFT anywhere. These are digital collectibles. It's it's abstracted. The wallet is abstracted. The, all these different things are abstracted. We can go back in time to, um, you know, Ubisoft doing NFTs in their games on Tezos, and they use the word NFT, and it's really kind of, it, it's it, it. A lot of people are very against it, um, and I think this approach, this this more mature approach in gaming that the BBC is taking, um, it's very interesting. And I think it's working a little bit and they've got decks for sale, right? They got a $30 deck here available for $29.99. You log in, you buy it, um, you play the game. It's NFTs. It's running on the Hedera mainnet. It's really cool. Uh, there's, there's not a whole lot more to be said. Um, and I think it's kind of exciting. So the last piece of news on this story is the parent company that is developing this game, sorry, not the parent company, but the company that's developing this game, uh, Reality Plus, uh, that's creating this game for the BBC Studios. Um, The HBAR Foundation tweeted out today, we're excited to announce that Reality Plus has selected Hedera as the exclusive network to provide best-in-class digital collectible solutions for all of its global brand clients, including BBC Studios. 
So how many other of their, how many other clients do they have that are as described um, global brands that will be doing these types of projects? Because, you know, I got to say bang up job reality plus, I mean, 1.4 million NFTs live on the main net, a million dollars through this game is live. It's rocking and rolling. I'd like to see more of that with more IP. This is great news for gaming on Hedera. I dig it. I'm excited. Um, that in combination with meme coins almost has me too excited, uh, overstimulated even. Um, I want to also talk about a story regarding travel. And I know this is a little bit of a longer show, folks. I really appreciate everyone that's listening live for sticking around. We got a few more stories to talk about. Um, and one of those stories is about Zenny, Xbox, travel. I wanted to just share um, a, qu- a quick clip from the HBAR Bull Show from last Friday. There was a really great episode. I'd encourage people to go watch that episode. Um, but this is about Zenny. It's about Xbox. Um, it's a use case on Hedera that I think many are excited about. Um, and a quick little refresher. They're like Shopify for whitelist travel booking, right? Effectively launching your own travel booking engine. It's for travel influencers. It's for corporations. I think they've got about 250 clients. The demand is pretty high for this. All the data is captured and stored on Hedera Hashgraph. They've they've got a rewards token coming live. It's going to be massive for network activity, according to them. I want to play this clip really quickly from the HBAR Bull show um, that kind of touches on what we can expect from Zenny um, and, and it summarizes it really well. And this is a clip from, uh, from Zenny CEO, uh, Sachin. So let's listen to this real quick and, uh, and, and see what it's all about. So I want to touch on that growth yeah. in, in just a second, but first the Xbox, can you tell us about the token that you're using? Absolutely. So Xbox is think of like oil in the engine. Your engine won't function if it's an oil. So Xbox is a stable token of a system. Imagine you have made a $10,000 booking on any of those Zenny powered sites. So we have clients like BitPay Travel. We have clients like a major corporates who are using, I don't want to name everybody, but some of them, a Web3 community knows it is BitPay Travel and there are people who Expedia want to use Zenny's APIs and UI to build the tokenized assets too. So Xbox, every time a booking happens, let's say you spend $10,000, we generate 10,000 Xbox and whoever the counterparties are based on the booking condition, we allocate that tokens. Those tokens basically are uh, promissory notes of all the counterparties that they will get paid when booking actually reached to a certain condition. For example, if it's a refundable booking, you have to just hit cancel and money goes back to your bank. Once it's a non-refundable booking, all these three parties can conveniently take their money out. They don't have to wait on anybody. They don't have to send us invoice. They, they, they have like a full, um, I would say, transparency of a transaction to the bone based on the commercial contracts we have with them. This isn't just an incremental improvement. This is a- It's a huge. huge, that's huge. And I mean, they, they go in the, on the show, on, on, on the HBAR Bulls show, they go a little further into this. It's pretty juicy. I don't want to play it here. I want to kind of encourage people to go watch the HBAR Bulls episode on it. They go a little more in depth. But that's essentially it. Is it's This is a travel platform that fixes a lot of the problems 
the current uh, travel platforms experience and it's a high volume use case for Hedera. Um, so shout out also to big news. Um, Saucer swap has hit 1 billion H bar worth of TVL. So that's equivalent to over 3% of H bar of H bars uh, circulating supply, which is crazy, right there in saucer swaps contract. They have over 1 billion H bar. It's incredible. Uh, I, I just, I think that saucer swaps just doing an amazing job. Shout out to those guys and uh huge milestone. And that's fantastic. Also too, the uh, Hedera guardian has just entered open beta access, which is really exciting uh, for folks unfamiliar. The, the Hedera guardian is a tech stack for a lot of the different carbon offset ESG use cases, projects like uh, Dovu use them projects like timeless uses them. It's a, it's a key piece of infrastructure and what it means of them going into beta is effectively more use cases popping up more projects um, in the carbon offset space. So that's really exciting. We're going to keep an eye on that. A little bit of a rumor here. Um, Drop wallet, D R O P P. Um, They've submitted an HCS message that is very interesting. It's regarding a U.S. dollar transfer sent via HCS. Um, it seems that Drop is making some moves. I'm going to be very fascinated to see what's going on, but I'm just looking at Hashscan now. There's a transaction, and it's a transfer of assets, but it's submitted to HCS. It reminds me of HCS 20. Um, is it similar? Very curious. I'm keeping my eyes on Drop. Um, Coupon Bureau. Um, no real news. We actually had some big, big news on coupons last episode. So go and listen to episode 109. I just wanted to mention that, uh, they published an article on LinkedIn recently. Um, it's not loading. Oh, there we go. Uh, they're still alive. It it seems that, uh, they're picking things up. The big news last week was the integration with Toshiba point of sale systems, um, which was massive news. Um, and they're posting articles on LinkedIn. I get the general sense that, um, you know, the coupon bureau has got some steam. Things are starting to pick up with that use case. So it's very, very exciting to see. Um, there is a Vietnamese CBDC that's purportedly going to be leveraging Hedera. This was from the, um, Hedera subreddit. Uh, I, guys in the Hedera subreddit, I know I've been knocking on you this episode with meme coins. I just want to say, um, I, I think that the Hedera subreddit is more good than bad. I just think that, <laughs> you know, I think there's a lot of bad takes in there when it comes to retail stuff, but I do think that, um, when it comes to these use cases and enterprise stuff, I generally think that the Hedera subreddit does a great job. Um, but this is a really exciting rumor, uh, a, Viet- a Vietnamese CBDC, um, go check out this post. Just want to make people aware of it. I haven't had a ton of time to look into it. I just saw it this morning, uh, but very interesting stuff. Also in the rumor mill, Bank Social, everyone is wondering when is the Bank Social token going to be uh, coming to the Hedera token service native, but which means making it available on SaucerSwap. Um, and it appears that yesterday, um, John Wingate, CEO of Bank Social, and who I've had on the show uh, I can't remember the episode I had him on the show, but it was a really interesting talk. Um, someone tweeted out, you'll get my vote after you get on sauce. And John Wingate says, so then this week, perfect. Implying that this week is the week that bank social goes live on saucer swap. So that's a little bit of a rumor. 
a little bit of a interesting thing to keep an eye on. We'll have to we'll have to kind of see what's going on with that. Uh, also, a shout out to H Bar Suite, um, another Dex on Hedera that's unique. It doesn't use smart contracts. It uses smart nodes. Um, they announced a new trading pair, Sauce and uh, and uh, H Suite, which is great to see. Um, you can trade saucer swap tokens on another Dex. Um, very cool. Interesting dynamic. I dig it. They also announced they now have $3 million uh, in total value locked. Also a great milestone. Um, so it's it, it's great to see another healthy Dex in the Hedera ecosystem. Also one that is very different, right? We don't have Dexes that are all the same, which is nice. We all, we have different flavors that, are, that all have their own strengths and weaknesses, it's exciting to see. I encourage people to go try it out, check it out, see what's going on. Kind of like what Warlock was saying earlier on the show. Use the network, try it out, see what's going on. Um, and, uh, you know, it goes without saying, well, I mean, it goes with saying, this is definitely not something a lot of people do, but if you want to be cautious when you're trying out new services or products on a network, open up a new wallet, right? And throw some HBAR in there and, try it out so that way you're not putting any risk on your bags or your existing wallet it's it's okay to open up a new one and to experiment with something if you're trying something new um and the last thing i wanted to quickly mention um, was just something that ed marquez from swirled labs tweeted out there was a um global protocol report um by crypto oasis that ranked hbar it's a 54 or 56 page report if you really want to dive in, go check it out. It seems like it's interesting. There's a lot of different thoughts on Hedera. Um, I might have noticed a mistake here. In the report, it says uh, Hedera is, you know, blah, 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 blah. It's not a conventional blockchain, this and that. It promises Byzantine fault tolerance, making it resilient to malicious actors. Isn't it asynchronous Byzantine fault tolerance? Or am I crazy? Maybe I'm crazy. I don't know. Um, but that's the news. Um, and I wanted to give another huge shout out to supporters of the show. Um, really appreciate everybody who sends HBAR tips. Again, this is a community supported show. Um, and I just, you know, it's fun just being like brought to you by listeners like you. Or I guess I should say now uh, viewers like you. Now that it, there's a video version of it. Um, and again, because of the contributions made to the show, and if you're interested in contributing, go to hashgraph.news um, or also to the wallet addresses in the thread pin to the top of the spaces. Um, I've got some new camera equipment. I've got professional audio equipment now. Um, the show is so much better. I put, you know, five, 10 hours a week of work into the show. And it's because of the support given by the community. So it's just really appreciate it. The show wouldn't exist without the community. Um, so I really, really, uh, appreciate that big time. I also have a, a domain, uh, enthusiasts.hbar. You can also send your, your tip there. Um, before we, before we close out the show, I did tweet out, um, to people in the ecosystem or sorry, post, Gotta stop saying tweet. Um, I posted. I did a post um, asking people, you know, 
how do you think meme coins will impact the Hedera ecosystem in 2024? For better? For worse? Not at all? Let's take a look at some of those. Um, just going through, I'm just reading these right now. Um, Christian Hasker from Swirlds says, as long as people don't take it too seriously, don't put in funds they can't afford to lose, then bringing more eyes to Hedera is always good. Be safe out there, folks. So, some good stuff from Christian. I'm um, just scrolling through here. Uh, Phil, at Philip Hedu says, for better, of course, genuine use cases are intertwined and can flourish within the available liquidity those meme coin cycles are bringing. Research and caution is key, but they absolutely are a healthy necessity for entrepreneurs, greater visibility and brand awareness. I think we covered that pretty well. Um, Brady again chimes in and says all three. A few will see gains and will have an influx of some new retail users and projects. Better. Many will lose because that's the nature of meme coins. Worse. But most of it likely won't make a substantial impact with regards to maturing DeFi ecosystem development. So um, disagree on the last point there, I think, but appreciate people sharing the input. Let me see who else, what else is going on here. Um, Hello Future Buzz says, do not spend what you cannot afford to see go to zero. Obvious, good point. Timothy, at Jack Timothy. Uh, also, quick shout out to uh, Timothy. He's been killing it with his show, um, the Kabila show, and his uh, spaces and everything. It's just fantastic. So shout out to Timothy. But he says, they will impact and be a big player like they have been on all major networks. They are fundamental. Good point. Uh Meme coins and karate combat have, for me, been the only tangible thing that brings me joy on the network. And that is from H Bar Gains. H Bar Gains, that's great. Um, H Bar 1000 says, for better, because they bring engagement, excitement, fun, and new interests from outside the ecosystem. Price appreciation is the number one attention getter in this space. Even though everyone may be in it for the tech, everyone loves to see numbers go up. Agreed. Uh, slop says the only positive thing I see out of this is more eyes on Hedera network. A lot will make money on meme coins and rotate to utility. A lot will make money on meme coins and lose it all again. We've seen this time and time again. Great points. Paul H says if done correctly, it can be beneficial to the community as a whole. If, and this is the key word, uh, as a whole, if, uh, growing DeFi is an excellent metric on social engagement and chain activity. Good stuff. A lot of people say for the better. Um, a meme coin has no use case by definition. The impact will be more willy wonking laddies getting juiced up because their bags just doubled, then halved, then tripled, then went to zero. <laughs> Useless distractions. Um, <laughs> someone says, can't do any more harm than some of the meme NFT collections that were minted and sold and now have picked up their bags and moved on. Uh, someone says for better. Uh, so yeah, I think that the general consensus is for better. I think that even some of the critics can see the upsides to meme coins, which is refreshing. Um, I think that if I, again, if I were to ask that question on the Hedera subreddit, <laughs> it would probably get deleted. Um, but very fair. And I think I want to say, um, before we wrap things up here, my final thoughts 
on this episode. Clearly, um, Hedera is scaling up, is growing, is expanding. Um, and it's pretty clear what the missing pieces are, what the downsides are. We talked about token association. We talked about the need for borrowing and lending. We talked about the need for a retail Oracle. And what it really comes down to is, can you handle the meme? I don't know if everyone's going to be able to. I really don't. And I don't know what impact it's going to have to the culture on Hedera. Um, again, the culture on Hedera started back in, you know, 2018 when the public mainnet went live. It was just HBAR. There wasn't anything else happening. Everyone was excited about the new blog post for the latest governing council member. It was a patented uh, algorithm. You know, it was a very different space. And the culture changes. It evolves. And really, I think the conversation around, when we talk about meme coins on Hedera, at a high level, we're talking about something that we've seen play out time and time again on other networks. It's a tale as old as time, right? We talked about it with Warlock earlier on the show. Great interview. And it's just what plays out. And I think when we talk about meme coins on Hedera, what we're talking about is changing as people, right? Because I think a lot, a disproportionate amount of people in the Hedera ecosystem, HBAR and Hedera are their first foray into crypto. They haven't necessarily experienced or participated on other networks. They have a very myopic view of what crypto is and what Web3 is. And a lot of that is through the enterprise lens, through the cult of personality from Lehman. Um, I think that um, I agree with most of it. And it's a big reason I got into Hedera. It's a big reason I got into HBAR. The, the founding team swirled Hedera, the governing council, take a very counterintuitive approach that most projects in crypto take, which I think will work in the long term as the crypto and Web3 ecosystem grows and evolves and as it continues to abstract into our everyday lives. But the other side of it is um, you have to let crypto grow on you. Like as a HBAR investor, as a Hashgraph enthusiast, um, you... It's the wrong mindset to say being a hashgraph enthusiast implies that you're also that you're not a fan of crypto in general. Right? I think we can easily fall into that headspace of the fact that it's a hashgraph, it's not a blockchain. It's run by known organizations, not anonymous validators. It's this, it's that, it's us on our own little world. It's so much better. It's amazing. It's great. But I would have to say to call yourself a Hashgraph enthusiast inherently means that you are also an enthusiast of crypto in general. Because as much as we want to buy into the vision of Hedera really superseding crypto and it, it being this new revelation, this third generation network, um, sure. But I also think that being a Hashgraph enthusiast, being an HBAR holder, being a Hedera community member, it implies that you're a part of a bigger community. And it also means that you have to learn new things. You have to grow. You have to try stuff. Being a, a Hedera community member, being a Hashgraph enthusiast means that you use the network. It means that you participate in things. Being an HBAR holder is a different thing. 
if you're holding HBAR, you're holding HBAR, you're invested in HBAR. If you're an enthusiast, if you're a Hashgraph enthusiast, that means you're soaking it all in. And that includes not just stuff on Hedera, but you're, as we do on the show, we talk about headlines from Bitcoin, from the Ethereum space, from the Solana space, because as a Hashgraph enthusiast, you understand and you believe that all of this interplays and impacts each other. It would not be good for Hedera for Solana to fail right now. It would not be good for Hedera if Algorand fails right now, right? Lehman himself said that tribalism will be the end, right? So you look at Lehman, he's partnering up with these other networks. It's it. That's what this is all about. So if you want to make the argument that Hedera is all about enterprise and it's the adult in the room and this and that, I point to Lehman Baird, right? The inventor of the Hashgraph algorithm, the, at the center of this call to personality. And I say, here's a, here's a guy that has, all, that has also been learning and growing and changing and adapting. Um, you know, I think that his perspectives have changed. If you go and watch Lehman's presentations from 2017, 2018, they're very different than they are now. Um, if you want to succeed in this industry, you have to be willing to change, right? Um, and I think that that's what this is all about. You have to, if you're going to be an HBAR holder, just be an HBAR holder. But I would say if you're an enthusiast, if you want to call yourself an enthusiast, a Hedera community member, use the network, try this stuff out, open yourself up to things and understand that you're not just on an island. Many of the, uh, many future H barbarians, many future Hashgraph enthusiasts will not emanate from this ecosystem. They will come from other ecosystems. They're not just going to be Hedera, you know, enthusiasts, right? They're going to be fans of all different networks. And so I guess what I'm trying to say is, um, I would say again, to anybody criticizing what we've talked about today in regards to meme coins, you know, I just refer back to the words of Lehman Baird. You know, we cannot have tribalism. And that means not only network to network, but internally, right? Just try this stuff out. You can't not have meme coins. You can't not have these things. <laughs> this is a decentralized ecosystem. People can literally make whatever they want. A great example of this is like, um, you know, certain use cases and different things have gone live on Hedera that Hedera doesn't know about that are maybe big use cases. A great example of this was um, Elf Cosmetics that did their membership program leveraging NFTs on Hedera. <laughs> Hedera didn't know. Nobody had any idea. You know, is someone going to say, well, I don't like makeup. It's a bad industry. They test on animals. I don't want that stuff on Hedera. It's bad. I mean, it's, it's, just, it's just a moot point. So, um, I would say that I think the theme of this show is about honesty and identity, right? Who are you? And is it really you, right? If you're a meme coin creator, are you a meme coin creator? Are you really one, right? Are you trying to do something else? Do you have different intentions? Are you an H bar holder? Are you a hash graph enthusiast? It's, it's kind of happening. It's everyone's, everyone's got their identity. Everyone's rubbing off on each other. So I'm optimistic. I'm bullish. I'm excited. There's green candles. We're having some fun. You know, it is what it is. 
It truly is what it is. Um, and I think that I want to give a call to action for people. Use the network. You don't have to risk anything. Open up a, open up another wallet, throw a 50H bar in there and go check some stuff out. Go try some stuff out. You know, it's a, if you want to say how beautiful this technology is and how far superior it is, why aren't you using it? Go use it. Go check it out. It's actually really fun. It's really cool. Um, and you meet a lot of really great people. Most people are good in this world of, uh, of NFTs and stuff like that. You know, uh, I think what I'll do, uh, I'll, I'm going to look up a quote here. And uh, just a quick shout out. I mean, this has been episode 109 of the Hashgraph Enthusiast show. Pretty crazy. Um, or actually, no. Th- Wait, is this episode 109? Hold on. <laughs> Hold on. I, I think I, no, this is episode one. <laughs> this is episode 110. Um, I have a little system. I have a little uh, system that I use to create these spaces titles. Um, I'm going to don't tell anybody real quick guys, but I'm just going to quickly edit this, uh, spaces title. Um, there we go. Nobody knew. No, it's like it never happened. It's episode 110, not episode 109. Um, and, uh, yeah, this has been a great episode. Great conversation with Warlock. Uh, really, really appreciate it. Um, and, uh, I think that, you know, we're, we're, we're going into, we're going into uncharted territory. If you want to listen to the show, listen to the show live on X every Wednesday, 12 PM Eastern, 9 AM Pacific. It's live. It's a lot of fun. Uh, and also too, it's available. The recording is available on Apple podcasts, Spotify, Google podcasts, all of the podcast platforms. Listen to the show on 1.5 or 2x speed. You can get done it in under an hour. It's fantastic. And there's also now a video version available on YouTube. So you can actually see me in my office talking to, well, I guess you can't see me talking to people. You can see my phone actually right here with the Twitter spaces on it. Here's some people listening to it. I'll just hold this up to the camera so people can see watching. This is the live Twitter spaces. Those are some people listening right there, right? Everybody wave on the Twitter spaces to uh, the camera here to say hello um, to people watching on YouTube. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's fun. I mean, this is a fun show. It keeps growing. We keep trying stuff out. Um, it's definitely a vibe. <laughs> I love the delay on Twitter spaces too. It's like I say wave and it's like, it's like a minute later. I think Twitter space is going to be adding a video component too. I'm pretty sure about that. So that'll be exciting. Anyways, lots of cool stuff happening. Um, and like I said, check out hashgraph.news for all the info about the show. Um, yeah, just, Really appreciate everyone checking it out. I want to read a quick um, Hunter S. Thompson quote um, about the music industry. Um, that I'm from the I'm from the music industry, so it resonates with me. But he says, and you could say this about DeFi: the music business is a cruel and shallow money trench, a long plastic hallway where thieves and pimps run free and good men die like dogs. There's also a negative side. Some people are in it for the game. Some people are in it for the chaos. And uh, with that, episode 110, hello future, goodbye past. Thanks for listening to the Hashgraph Enthusiast Show, hosted by Brandon Davenport. 
listen to past episodes and support the show at itsbrandond.com slash hbar. Big shout out again to Warlock for coming as a guest. Literally just asked him yesterday. So huge shout out. Check him out.